and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there. I do appreciate the introduction and the simple fact that you have taken time out of your day to join us and download this podcast. I certainly hope and pray that you will be edified, but more importantly, Christ would be glorified. We uh, do have a web page, as the lady did uh, tell you about in the introduction. I would encourage you to go there if, to find out more information about us. But for the very minimal, if you uh, are a Christian and you believe in prayer and the power of prayer, there is a prayer list there, and if you have a prayer request, we would be honored to put your name or your need up. We have lots of people actually go to this particular part of the webpage and just look for somebody to add to their prayer list. So if you're needing a prayer, we would, we would love to do that for you. We'd be honored. Today we're going to talk about addiction, a type of addiction uh, you know, the uh, social media addiction, screen time addiction, and we're going to get into that here in just a moment. So when we talk about addiction, many of us think of, of an addiction is only, like, example, alcohol or, or drugs. But the truth of the matter is there, there are three types of addictive habits that we all can fall into. The first type is the addiction to substance, like example, I just said, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and, and so on. And then the second type would be what is commonly called as impulsive or perhaps impulsive control disorders, like somebody stealing. I, I know people who are addicted to stealing, shoplifting and such. Gambling would be another example in this category as well. And the third type of addiction habits, like behavioral health, I type idea, addictions to food, uh, gluttony, uh, screens like phones, internet, video games, and so on. There's also that would fall under this category would be like cutting. And I first encountered this in Arizona. So the addiction can be substance. It could obviously be behavioral, impulsive, control type idea and disorders. Addiction is generally defined uh, by craving, compulsive, uh, I, I feel compelled type of thought and idea. And the inability to stop by exercising my my own self-control or willpower. So today's podcast, I, I really want to, to talk about a, an addiction that our society seems to just be overwhelmed is phones, internet. So in general, we, ha we have positives and negatives in everything. And it doesn't matter what part of our life we might be talking about. But the positive, for example, the internet, you can search out any topic that you really want, any subject, and you're going to find a multitude of answers to 
uh, your question. It could it could be in any topic: art, uh, math, science, culture, obviously religion, and it it's definitely uh, a, a good resource. But now many books and many manuscripts uh, from religion, uh, church history, uh, you can find them on the internet. And you don't have to uh, go buy a bunch of books like I've done uh, with church fathers and, and things. But if you're looking for a certain subject, obviously, uh, you're going to be able to find it. There's a positive about the internet. We have... Uh, the Word of God. Okay? I, I've often talked about uh, where to go find a free Bible. Where to go. You can listen, obviously, to podcasts, watch uh, other sermons. You can do research. Uh, you can find the Bible in different languages and so on. And, and the customs that you might find in the Bible. Uh, that's why I always talk about studying out the, the culture, Roman culture, Greek culture, the Jewish history. And you can do that pretty simply if you have the internet access. And I realize we have many listeners who do not have uh, internet in their homes or on their phone. They have to go to like an internet ca cafe. But, you know, you could download you can buy actually it's just cheaper to buy the, like the electronic versions of many books and and to, and keep them in your library a commentary type library or books on church history and you could use uh the internet to find out where the church split why the church is split where 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 your particular denomination perhaps started in history. And so, again, there's all kinds of things out there that you can use the Internet for. I read an article here some time ago during the COVID uh, pandemic worldwide. People really did not lose, go out in their public, I should say. They, they stayed home. They worked from home. Uh, kind of a strange time in our history. And without getting really political uh, over this, I, the article basically stated that more people did internet searches, they read articles, they subscribed to newspapers over the internet, and so on. So electronic subscriptions overall were up. But we still have the negatives from the screen addictions, that I like to call it. And, and these negatives is... The accessibility or the easy accessibility to, example, pornography. Now, actually, I think you can go to any web page, and there's always some crazy... We're just bombarded with advertisement. And it, you could be doing a really simple search for... And I've had it happen to me. You're trying to search for a particular government agency. And because these people who can afford to buy up these domains, they buy them and then they use them to misdirect you. And I think um, this is how some of this pornography really has taken off. You can 
use the, the positives of, example, this podcast. We, we have many, many listeners in Muslim countries who listen to this uh, podcast and others that, you know, where basically Christianity would either be frowned upon or could cause you uh, to lose your job, your life, and so on. But we have these earbuds, and people are walking around with these earbuds. I, I know they're not supposed to at work, but they do. Uh, it's kind of a safety issue. But the point I'm trying to make here is you cannot uh, know what they're listening to. You don't know what uh, videos they might be watching or whatever because they've got uh, their nose in their little screen and the phone, got their earbuds in. And so... Again, I think this is a positive part of the Internet, is people who are searching for Christ uh, to hear a gospel message can, can do so without the rest of their society or culture around them knowing. A sign of an addiction, uh, besides uh, from Hell's point of view, is spending a lot of time in front of screens, television, internet, phones, whatever. Uh, I think they can cause a lot of eye problems. And, you know, now the uh, eye doctor is telling us all here to have, to have blue light filters. Um, I, I've even read that um, people who use a computer a lot because they're sitting in, in odd positions start to have back pains, uh, upper and lower back pains. And, I know where I work, uh, the, the office people who use computers for a long time, they, they actually bought these ergonomic correct de uh, desk, excuse me, so they can stand in front of their computer, they can sit in front of their computer, and so on. And so throughout the day, they can change the positions that they're in. You know, years ago, the, the rate of divorce uh, it's always been high. The point I'm trying to make here was people got divorced because somebody was addicted to gambling, uh, drugs, refused to give up their drug addiction. Uh, they refused to give up their affair. But now something has really come into the picture of all of this is, again, an addiction to the screen, to always have your nose in the phone always talking to and visiting with other people around the world. Uh, you can conceal who you're talking to. And, you know, maybe your spouse might say, hey, who are you uh, talking to? What's, what's, why do you spend so much time uh, chatting on the Internet? And so, you know, this raises a lot of suspicion. And, you know, people uh, of both sexes can really get caught up in, in chatting with people and uh, you can delete those conversations and your spouse may not be able to read what's going on. And so it causes a lot of problems as well. But it's actually uh, because we're, I think we're an isolated society and people just simply don't disconnect from what I call a, a fake world, I, this idea that you're always talking to somebody on the Internet. Maybe you really know who they are. Maybe you don't. But we, we're very far from each other. I mean, think about this. And I say this. I, I watch people sitting in the same room text each other. 
Okay, they don't actually open their mouth and talk. And, you know, even between spouses, they seem to communicate better when they're texting each other than they do sitting in the same room uh, in the same bed. It's the same time going to church or to the grocery store or whatever. Uh, they don't visit or talk about what's really going on. They're always in their phone. They're always on the Internet, uh, in front of a computer screen or whatever. And so you just really don't know anymore. We're, be we're simply isolating ourselves uh, from each other. But I also think we're isolating uh, ourselves from God. We, we get this addiction to uh, video games, uh, constantly messaging people. And so the, the truth is, all of us, we, we've experienced some time of coveting. Uh, you have to excuse me, my allergies are really bothering me. And so people can get addicted into... Uh, conspiracy type theories, different types of doctrines, different types of theology, uh, religions. They're trying to seek out and, you know, this idea, well, I'm just trying to learn more about the world around me. I don't know. I mean, you can obviously uh, get too far in, in addiction and other things. It's important to take care of your family and actually have a conversation with your family, your spouse, your children, so on, and and stay off Facebook. Instead of being in Facebook all the time, perhaps you ought to be in the book. The book course I'm talking about is the Bible. And so, again, King Solomon would be, he would mention in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, so you have a Bible, please open it up and turn there. He would say, see how many years ago, but he said, my son, be admonished by these of making many books. There is no end, <laughs> no end. And that's what Solomon said. Uh, you can just hundreds of years before Christ, here's Solomon before Facebook, social media, any of that. He said, the making of many books, there is no end on how much study. It's just worrisome to the flesh. So when you and I start reading and reading and reading in this contradicting message of fake news or whatever, it's pretty soon you're going to be so confused. And I mean, seriously, you're going to be confused with so much negativity of the Internet. Some people try to find solutions for their issues through the Internet. They try to self-diagnose themselves. Well, do I have COVID? Do I have the flu? Do I just simply have allergies? Uh, you can actually hurt people, I think, uh, through these self-diagnostic type things and trying to figure it out instead of going to a medical professional and, and, and actually having them help you uh, get well. And so, you know, this idea, I remember uh, in South Dakota, these people were always talking about cleansing their colons and taking all these different types of things to clean their liver out. You know, and I don't know, maybe those things really work, but they you know, they diagnose themselves so many times 
that they became a, a narcissistic uh, personality disorder. Uh, they they think that their spouse has uh, this idea of borderline depression and whatever, and and it's all based on some type of information that you have read on the internet. You may not even understand what you're reading, uh, but you always find the negatives. And I I, I think we probably have all uh, have done this, maybe perhaps, including myself. You start searching out. Why is my nose so runny? You know, well, actually, I already know why. Because it's been a lifelong problem. It's called allergies. So how do we deal wisely with these screens that we have? How we work uh, the Internet and not fall into these negatives? So this idea of not falling into uh, an addiction using our screen. When we surrender to God and we truly rely on Him, God can. He really can give us the strength to overcome whatever it is that is consuming us. If it's an addictive habit, one of, I think, the most beautiful verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, starting around verse 13 here, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 13. So turn with me there if you have your Bible. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of an escape, that you may be able to bear it. You know, this verse is, uh, I think, oftentimes overused or misused, but the fact is uh, that God is a faithful God, and He's really not going to let you and me be tempted beyond our ability. What, what does this really mean? This means that the Holy Spirit who lives in us, Christ, uh, with whom you and I are to be united in everything with him, to, to the Father, to, to whom you, you cry and say, Our Father, who, who art in heaven, right? Uh, this idea of the Trinity actually can turn away and help you turn away from temptation that you cannot put by yourself. I have never been able to beat anything spiritually on my own. I've always had to rely on God. Seeking out God and through prayer, through His Word. And if you and I are tempted what is out of weakness, then really what we're doing is we're allowing this sin to control us and not allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way and provide us a way to be free through the grace of God. You can be able to break free from any addictive type habits when we turn to God and to his word, have a solid prayer life, and, and allow God to do his job and work in our lives. He's been at this a lot longer than you and I will ever think about. 
And he is able. And we have to allow God in our lives. And I think it's just very simple here. If you, if you need to admit it to God, first of all, you need to confess uh, your sin, your struggle, your, your weakness uh, to God and say, hey, um, I'd really like to get free from smoking or drug abuse or gambling, internet addiction, compulsive eating. and I mean, whatever your addiction is, you're admitting to God. You're, you admit to Christ that, hey, I, I really need your help. And I'm seeking you out. Admitting to your sin, I think, is a, a positive way. Do not deny your blindness. But when you admit it, God will hear it, and he's going to help you. He's going to send somebody to help you, uh, somebody to pray with you, uh, something through his word. You know, I don't know how many times over the years uh, somebody said, God gave me the strength through his word uh, help my willpower simply because of something you said in a sermon. You just don't realize it. And I think that's true. I think God does speak to us through, obviously, his word. He can send others to help. But what about just surrendering yourself to, to Christ and his desires to, to guide us and to direct us in our steps as we walk through life? And when we turn to him, life is much simpler. In a very practical way, what does this mean? When, I, when I'm dealing with, when I'm talking about screen addictions, I think simply there is a principle based on a verse here from the Bible. And that principle says, select and reject. Select and reject. Meaning what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians here. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. Again, I, I think Solomon's right. There's nothing new under the sun. There's always an addiction throughout mankind, throughout the history of the world. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. This is Paul talking. Test all things to what is good. So, you need to be able to distinguished between right and wrong, obviously, good and bad, uh, righteous, unrighteous, what is sound doctrine, what is falsehood, what is uh, wolves and sheep's clothing type thing, and, and be able to do all of this, we have this filter. You know, we have filters on our cars. A lot of people like to filter their water now, and so on. And we do that to keep the impurities out. We want pure oil in our engines. We want a cleaner water uh, to drink, and so on. We need to do this with our spiritual life. We need to have the Word of God. And knowing the God of the Bible will give us this ability to be able to figure out what is right and what is wrong. Because we have that spiritual maturity. We have a spiritual filter cleaning out the garbage of the world that we allow in. Again, in, in Hebrews here, Paul uh, would talk about as well as, uh, I don't know if Paul really wrote Hebrews, but this idea of having spiritual food and not just drinking milk. Having 
this idea of this knowledge that God has provided to you to help you be mature as a Christian. You know, think about this as, 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 a, as a baby, you know, they couldn't eat solid food. They just, one, they wouldn't be able to chew it. But two, their digestive system is not developed to be able to handle that. So that's why they start off with mother's milk. And uh, we slowly work them up into baby food. You know, it's really blended foods that are chopped up and, and cut up and where they can simply learn to swallow it. Their digestive system begins to handle semi-solid type foods until, the, you know, obviously uh, they get old enough to be able to have teeth and chew food and, and be able to swallow that food. And that's a maturity uh, cycle that I'm trying to get at. I think uh, the, the, the Scripture tries to get at. We all start as Christians, as babes in Christ, and we are to mature. And, and so we, we need to have this spiritual maturity to know what, what is good and evil. And again, to be able to do all of this, to know what's right and wrong, you have to know the Word of God. You, you really need to see this. I think Ephesians, uh, there's a very beautiful prayer in chapter 1, verse 17 and 18 here. Again, turn with me there. And I think we all can pray the same prayer and pray as well for others as well. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sins? I, I like when he asks for the spirit of wisdom. I think that's something that we today, spirit of understanding, the spirit of enlightenment, we don't ask that stuff from God. And we really need to. I, I think that something has always been missing in our prayers. And we need to be able to distinguish again between good and evil. That same meaning he would mention in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. And this I pray, that your love, that your love me as abound is still more in knowledge and all discernment. Why is he praying that we abound in and discernment verse 10 that you may approve the things that are excellent that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ the I think there's some other versions and other languages uh, I'm starting to kind of get into different translations and, and languages here but this this word discern, this contradicting message. So if you're able to know what is good and what is right, wrong, evil, uh, so forth, and these contradicting messages that we get across the Internet. So again, as we said, as we mature spiritually, we will be able to judge 
everything that is exactly what Paul mentions again in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, when, when he said, he who is spiritual judges all things. Judging means to be able to uh, go on into the next chapter here with me. But you have to have this atoning from the, the Holy One. To know what is good and evil, uh, you have to have the Holy Spirit teaching you and me everything that we should know that is good and evil. There should be this filter that we have uh, within our spiritual walk. We need him to abide it with us and in us. And, and honestly, I don't know if any preacher can teach you this stuff. They can point you to the right direction. But you really need God to teach you. You need to be able to uh, study his word, be able to, to know uh, who he is, who Christ is, who is able to distinguish for us between right and wrong. To have this ability, this uh, discernment, it is, this is uh, more than you can get out of a 20-minute sermon. This, this is more than you can get in a five-minute prayer. This is something that you really need to take time out of your day to study the Word of God, to know what right and wrong is, to understand um, this ability that can only come from God, what is right, being led by the Spirit of God, having this idea that you are a child of God, and I'm going to be led by God. Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 37 says, Yet in all these things, who are more than conquerors, through him who loved us, so we are conquerors. We can actually do what's right through the grace of God. I can do all things in Jesus who strengthens me. And you think Paul would say, uh, when the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient, my power is made perfect in weakness. So he said, when I am weak by myself, then I am strong through the grace of God. The Holy Spirit is the number one. His will will give me this gift, I think, of discernment. The second thought here is victory. I will be able to defeat any bad habit, anything that's addictive. And, and thirdly, I think God will give me such an action plan to be able to come over and conquer the bad habits in my life. But does that mean I will never be tempted? Of course not. You're always going to be tempted because we love sin. As, as people, we, we truly do. And we need to start figuring out how to dislike sin. I know some people say, oh, I'm on the Internet just for relaxation. Well, okay. Uh, I understand wanting to unwind and, and relax. Perhaps you could do that by opening up your Bible, being in prayer. Uh, anything that takes us away from God, and we want to do that more and more, is an addiction. We need to be thirsty for righteousness. We should want to be filled with all of God's grace. There needs to be some type, I believe, of satisfaction 
and God. And, and I think when we have this satisfaction with God, the, the attractions of the world will be nothing. Uh, they just will have no meaning. Uh, they cannot tempt me in any way because I am satisfied and contempt with what God has provided for me. Also, the addiction that comes from this idea of being empty, whether it's uh, a knowledge emptiness, an emotional emptiness, a spiritual emptiness, when actually I, I can feed my mind, my, my intellect, uh, my thoughts, my emotions are, are satisfied by my relationship with God and, and my love to others, my spiritual life, it's not empty because it's filled with the knowledge of God. Then temptation and this addiction to screens and internet, whatever, can be defeated easily by having God there. You know, I remember early on in my Christian walk, I remember uh, a gentleman that I'm still really good friends with. He's a, a great preacher. And, you know, he uses an idea. He held up a jar, and uh, it was empty, this big vase, actually. And uh, he said, this is your life. You were born. It was pretty empty. And he starts adding things into it. And at some point, he says, oh, this is God. And he puts a big, long stick uh, into this uh, vase. And... He continues to add them. Education, marriage, children, you know, so on. Career. And then it gets so busy, our life is full. And we have to take something out. So what do we take out? We take out God. And once we take out God, you know, we start putting in the things uh, that we want in our life. That By removing God, we got space to put something in there. And somewhere along the line, we realize we need God back in our lives. And the stick won't go in. I mean, it's just not going to go back in the jar. You can force it in. You can try to do all that. But it's not going to go in. You're going to have to start all over. You're going to have to empty out all the worldly things and start all over. Put God back in your life. Does that mean God does not want us to have family? Of course not. That doesn't mean that at all. But without God in our lives, our lives are just full of garbage. And this idea, I think, is when we start to remove God out of our lives, we have more and more temptations. We have more and more addictions. Uh, and like I said, I know addictions uh, can be internet, screen time, as I, I call it. It could be anything that puts god in second third fourth place or not even anywhere in your life and we need to be careful of, of doing that i think we need to purify our our minds and the only thing that can purify our minds is the blood of christ without the blood of christ nothing can wash away our sin we sing there's an old song what can wash away my sin? Well, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I think this is what we need to understand. Without the blood of Jesus, without the word of God, uh, we're just really kind of spinning our wheels. And we're allowing the world to control us, 
we allow this impurity into our lives. And, and so we, we really, truly, again, we need strength. But that strength can only come from God to overcome these addictive behaviors that we have. And I don't know that there's any idea of time, where you live, uh, and time, country, uh, how old, how young you are. We all have some type of temptation around us. I know somebody here a while back in a little small group that was involved with here uh, said, well, you know, boy, the, the farmer in the 1800s was really lucky because he didn't have telephones, he didn't have internet, didn't have TV. Uh, any news he might get from a newspaper could be weeks, if not months old. Uh, and so there just really wasn't a whole lot of temptation. Well, you know, I don't know that that would be true. Uh, you still have a, a family. If you're raising a family on a farm in the 1800s, you'd have had a large family. Perhaps there would have been a temptation to go steal somebody else's garden. I don't know. Uh, this is an example. Uh, the temptation of this being idle and not working your farm and not planting your crops and generally being lazy. Uh, I think there's always been some type of temptation and addiction. Alcohol, I mean, clear back in the biblical times of, of Jesus, you know, Jesus was accused, excuse me, of being a glutton, a drunkard. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, or people were thinking and saying, well, that guy's drunk. And Peter says, no, no, it's only nine in the morning. We haven't had any time yet to drink. You know, I mean, if you go read the text, uh, that's kind of really what he's saying. He says, no, I'm full of the Spirit of God. And he begins his Pentecost sermon. There is power of victory through Christ. And there is a satisfaction in Christ and God. And that's why you and I really need to be depending on God in our life and not this idea of depending on everything and everyone else around us. Now, the everything and everyone around us are those bad and evil things. Not necessarily. I have some very good friends in my life, and I do depend on them from time to time, and vice versa. We're, we are to help each other out. Not necessarily always about helping somebody to the hospital or back, or somebody needs their yard mowed because they've been sick, or, you know, the situations in, in every culture could be different. But we also need to help each other, and we need to train ourselves and others uh, about God and our spiritual help for one another. I think this is why the church consists of people, not person. Okay, the singular versus multiple. And there is power in numbers, and I think it's important that we are feeding our hearts, our minds, with spiritual things, righteousness things uh, around us, studying the Bible together, praying together, casting our burdens on one another. Those are the things that we need to be doing. You know, I honestly am doing everything I can to reduce my screen time. I'm just becoming more uh, the mindset 
I really don't need all this screen time. And I'll be honest, uh, with the internet, uh, one is it's becoming very expensive in my world. And, you know, I'm, the only reason, honestly, I keep the internet going is because of you, the listeners of this podcast. And, you know, there's times I think, wow, I could really save myself a significant amount of money if I didn't have it, then I think of you. And, and all the great comments I get, uh, positive comments, do I get some negatives? Well, sure, I do. Uh, I think it would just be true with any situation along the lines of uh, a podcast such as this. I got them uh, when I was in the pulpit. And so, again, it's all about choices and, and doing what is righteous, what is right to help others. And I really believe this podcast does that. We need to be praying for one another. We need to ask God to, to give us the, the power, the wisdom, uh, not to be relying on things outside of him, but to fill our mind and our heart, our spirit to what is beneficial, what is not uh, nonsense, that we really don't need in our minds and our hearts and our souls. We need to have the glory of God forever and ever in our lives, in our, in our spiritual walk. This is what we really need. I certainly hope that you think about your addiction, if you're having troubles with certain things, that you pray about it and tell God, hey, I've got this addiction. I need your help because I can't do this so long. You might be surprised how many doors are suddenly open for you if you're looking for those open doors. You know, I, I recall there's a verse that Jesus uh, will make the comment uh, to a man who is asking for a healing. And Jesus, do you really want to be healed? See, some people say they do, but deep down they like the pity and woe is me a type of mentality and the attention that it brings them. I think you can also do this opposite end and showing the, the love of God, the, the grace of God in your life, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, the Word of God that's in your life. And I think those type of things are just as addictive to people around. And those are the addictions that we need to be and having in our world around us. We need to be the salt of the earth. We need to be making people thirsty for the word of God. We need to be preserving the word of God. And we need God to help us do these things. As a nation, if we do not turn to God and want God uh, to help us, protect us, and lead us as a nation and want to obey his law, uh, we're, we're, we're in trouble as a nation. We're in trouble uh, in a society around the world who does not want God in their lives. The addiction needs to be not hate, not revenge, not addicted to gambling, alcohol, tobacco. And we all face addictions one way or another. We like it. That's why it's an addiction. That's why we continually do it over and over. Let's replace those with the addiction and the love of God. 
Okay, I'm starting to ramble on just a little bit too much. And I certainly hope uh, and pray that uh, you will tell others about us in a positive light and be able to um, point them to the podcast, how you found us, and we certainly appreciate any prayers that you can give on our behalf. And we always need your support in different areas as well. Again, thank you for listening, and may God bless you, and may He always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast? or prayer request. We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.